Listen, everybody, to the words I have to say. Better get ready. Brothers and sisters who are born again and saved in Christ Jesus and through Christ Jesus. This is Daniel White the third with the second coming watch update. And I have promised you that I would get back to this. Normally I preach the second coming uh, message of the week. But since I am behind on this and my producer has done her job, my daughter Daniqua Grace White, uh, out of respect for God and for her and for you, I'm going to do this tonight. And uh, I may preach later on tonight, but we have to depart here shortly. This is update number 969. Let's take a quick look at today's prophecy-related headlines which point towards the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and the end of the world as we know it. First, today, under the sign category of wars and rumors of wars, according to CBS News, senior Russian officials have slammed Finland's decision to seek membership in the NATO alliance. And this is breaking news, hot off the press, if you will. I'm giving this to you. This is not in my notes because it just happened. Uh, Putin and the Russian government has cut off gas to Finland. And I would imagine Sweden is next if they are providing that, which I believe they are. And they have also cut off electricity. So, but back to the original report, which came as a direct reaction to President Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine. Finland's President, Sali uh, Nainisto, and Prime Minister Sanna Marin both said on Thursday that their country should apply to join the transatlantic military bloc without de delay. Sweden's Foreign Minister and Lindy said Friday that her country would follow suit without delay, arguing that Swedish NATO membership would raise the threshold for military conflicts and thus have a conflict preventing effect in Northern Europe. As Russian political analysts Fyodor Lukyanov said on his Telegram channel, Russia in global affairs 
Finland joining NATO would increase Russia's land border with NATO member states by around 800 miles. Putin has repeatedly cited the eastward expansion of NATO, which he calls a threat to Russian security, as one of the primary reasons for launching his war in Ukraine. Russia's foreign ministry quickly warned that if Finland was accepted into the alliance Moscow would be forced to respond, including with unspecified military technical measures. The foreign ministry said Finland's accession to NATO will cause serious damage to bilateral Russian-Finnish relations and maintenance of stability and security in the northern European region. Russia will be forced to take retaliatory steps both of a military, technical, and other nature in order to neutralize the threats to its national security that arise from this. Second today, under the sign category of the rise of Gog and Magog, according to the Jerusalem Post, after Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov made statements about Hitler's Jewish blood and blamed the Jews for being the worst anti-Semites, the verbal and written exchange between Israel and Russia quickly escalated. During the last few weeks, while relations between Israel and Russia became tenser, the volume of communication between Moscow and various Palestinian factions kept growing. And by the way, there's a lot going on between Russia and Israel right now. And um, a whole lot. This is uh, just a small part of it. First, there was a call between Putin and Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas. Then Lavrov initiated a conversation with senior Hamas leader Ismail uh, Haniya on Wednesday. A Hamas delegation led by veteran leader uh, Musa Abu Mazuk paid a visit to Moscow. So you can see how things are shaping up. In the news, you as a born-again child, you should read the Bible. But if you know the Bible, uh, you can read the news and see how God is bringing everything to pass. For the last few years, the Palestinian Israeli conflict has not been at the center of Russian attention. What are the chances that Moscow will leverage its relations with Fatah, the ruling party in the Palestinian Authority, or Hamas, now that its 
irritation with Israel is growing and the situation in Gaza, the West Bank and East Jerusalem is volatile. Abbas Galyamov, an independent political analyst and a former speechwriter for Putin, believes that initially there was no plan to undermine relations with Israel. He told the media line Lavrov, Lavrov rather, could issue an apology after that incident. Or should issue an apology. And that would be the end of it. But the Kremlin's political style is based on a criminal logic. They are always right in owning a mistake, recognizing that a mistake was made, <coughs> pardon me, is a sign of weakness. Galyamov said, if Israel insists on its position and Russia fiercely defends its views, there is a potential for deterioration of relations. Moscow might activate Iran, Syria, or Hamas without considering the outcome. That's the problem. Putin never considers or evaluates the consequences. He is eager to join any fight in order to come out as the winner. Third, today, under the sign category <coughs> of wars and rumors of wars, wars and rumors of wars, according to Bloomberg, China's top diplomat warned the U.S. it is heading down the wrong road with its support for Taiwan comments accompanied by Beijing again sending military aircraft towards the island. Even while President Biden is in South Korea, on top of that, North Korea is talking about uh, testing bombs while President Biden uh, the U.S. president is in North, uh, in South Korea, and which is unheard of in history. Anyway, Mr. Yang Jichi, Beijing's top diplomat, said in a phone call with National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan, "If the U.S. side insists on playing the Taiwan card and goes further and further down." the wrong road, it will certainly lead the situation to a dangerous point. Mr. Yang said Washington should have a clear understanding of the situation, according to a statement posted online by his nation's foreign ministry. He added China will certainly take firm action to safeguard its sovereignty and security interests. The White House issued a short statement on the Wednesday, May 18th call saying the pair 
focused on regional security issues and non-proliferation. They also discussed Russia's war against Ukraine and specific issues in U.S.-China relations. Meanwhile, Taiwan's Defense Ministry said on its website that four People's Liberation Army aircraft, including a pair of J-16 fighter jets, entered its air defense identification zone on Wednesday, skirting close to the median line of the Taiwan Strait. Earlier this week, Admiral Michael Gilday, the top American naval officer, said Taiwan must prepare itself against potential Chinese aggression through military deterrence that includes getting the right weapons and training. He said this was a big lesson learned and a wake-up call following the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Ladies and gentlemen, fourth today under the sign category of interest in the rebuilding of the temple in Jerusalem, according to Israel 365 News on Israel's 74th Independence Day, Knesset member Itamar ben Javer entered the Temple Mount. During his visit, Benjamin said the time has come to build a Jewish synagogue on the Temple Mount. Before ascending the Mount, before ascending the Mount, Benjamin emphasized the importance of visiting the Temple Mount, writing, Jews ascending the Temple Mount today proves that Hamas is an organization of pushovers that will easily surrender. On Israel's 74th Independence Day, it is important that government officials remember that we are an independent nation. Israel has prevented any effort to build a temple on the holy site for fear of Arab backlash. Instead, the Jewish pilgrims visiting the mount are forced to settle for silent prayer, an act recently allowed by the police stationed there. Benjamin called for full Israeli control over the holy site in the past. As most of you should know this is the Temple Mount where uh, God led David uh, to purchase and to gather the materials for the temple that Solomon built. Please understand the history. Uh, this is really, uh, when they say 70 fourth anniversary that's in modern times. Anyway, in his opening speech in the Knesset, Benjamin lamented the hesitancy of the Israeli government to assert full sovereignty over Jerusalem and more specifically the Temple Mount, saying, I will act to ensure 
that Israeli control returned to Jerusalem and to the Temple Mount specifically. Fifth today under the sign category of earthquakes in diverse places uttered by our Savior Jesus Christ. According to CBS News, an earthquake struck Wyoming in the area of Yellowstone National Park on May the 12th. There were no reports of damage nor injuries. The 4.2 magnitude earthquake struck just after 7.30 a.m. local time at a depth of 8.7 miles. According to the U.S. Geological Survey, the Yellowstone region is one of the most seismically active areas in the United States. The area sees an average of 1,500 to 2,500 quakes a year. A year, pardon me, but most are too small for humans to detect. 99% of them are below magnitude 2. However, USGS has about 50 seismographs which capture and measure earthquakes located throughout the park. The park is situated on top of a supervolcano with the potential to unleash a cataclysmic eruption. The National Park Service says the volcano has only had three major eruptions with the first eruption spewing ash as far away as present-day Missouri and ejected 6,000 times the volume of material ejected from the 1980 eruption of, of Mount St. Helens. The prophetic passage of Holy Scripture that we are looking at today is Ezekiel chapter 38, verse 17. And we are going towards uh, verse 39. Uh, as well, but not tonight. Ezekiel chapter 38 verse 17 reads, Thus saith the Lord God, art thou he of whom I have spoken in old time by my servants, the prophets of Israel, which prophesied in those days many years that I would bring thee against them? Allow me to share with you some important commentary on this passage from Exploring Bible Prophecy from Genesis to Revelation by Dr. Tim LaHaye and Dr. Ed Heinsohn. In the opening verse of this section about the divine defeat of Gog, God mentions that the prophets had foretold this last day's invasion. Though Gog is not named by the other prophets, the other prophets did make reference to the future defeat of the enemies of Israel. The drama of Gog's miraculous defeat through divine intervention is presented in 38, 18 through 39 and other verses. 
four different words for divine judgment are used in verses 18 and 19. Fury, by the way, uh, that's what the world, uh, well, the church and the world is feeling today, rebuke and chastisement from God for our evil abominations and ways. And by the way, uh, no thanks to those pastors who have introduced homosexuality and homosexual uh, people, partners, uh, into the church, have introduced them to the church and brought them into the church as members. And once people have membership, they have all rights and privileges. And God has chastised and rebuked pastors and pastors' wives and churches for doing this foolishness. Uh, now, you, you, you don't want to get God started. Now, there are some things that um, he, he really does not like, and that's one of them. And you're not going to do that to his son, Jesus Christ. You're not going to do that to his church. And so if you don't see and understand that God has chastised you and is chastising you and rebuking you, you're blind and probably lost uh, and on your way to hell anyway. Uh, and by the way, breaking news again, uh, the World Health Organization, the experts are meeting. In fact, they have met today because they believe that the new plague called monkeypox is driven by homosexuals and bisexual men. Homosexual men and bisexual men. Now, this is the sin that God has destroyed a dual city over. And, and God expects you to remember that. And uh, so, do not play with God. Because God does not play. Anyway, Hebrew, Shema, anger. Hebrew, Af, zeal. Hebrew, Kanah and wrath, Hebrew, Ebra. These words express the intensity of God's display of vengeance against the invaders of his land, my mountains, according to 3819-21, a divinely appointed earthquake will be so severe as to disorient Gog's multinational forces and cause them to fight each other. The earthquake will apparently set off volcanic deposits in the region, bringing down on Gog's army a hail of molten rock and burning sulfur, volcanic ash, with the result that the enemy troops are utterly destroyed before they can strike a blow against Israel. 
this divine demonstration against Gog and his allies will extend even to the farthest reaches of their homelands. Magog coastlands nullifying any reprisal or future attempts at invasion. This complete annihilation of Gog's vast army will bring God greater glory and distinguish, set apart, uh, sanctify, if you will, him to the other nations as Israel's sovereign Lord. In chapter 39, verses 9 through 16, Israel is instructed on how to depose, uh, dispose rather, of the abandoned weapons and the slain bodies of Gog and his allies. The first instructions deal with the disposal of the weapons which are to be burned. This task will take seven years and be performed by the inhabitants of nearby cities rather than simply destroy the weapons. They will be used for fuel and thereby benefit the Israelis. Uh, this ironic disposition of weapons designed to kill the people will be considered a plunder of those who intended to plunder them. If this battle takes place after the rapture, but before the 70th week, the seven-year tribulation period begins, there will be ample time and freedom even through the first half of the tribulation, the time of pseudo-peace for Israel under the Antichrist's covenant to accomplish this job. Moreover, the statement about not needing to gather firewood from the forests would make more sense in such a time frame, for after the first trumpet judgment, one-third of the trees will be burned up. If this battle were to take place at any point in the tribulation, the people who are burning the weapons would run out of time to complete this task before the intensified persecution of the final 42 months, a persecution that drives the Jewish remnant into the wilderness to escape the satanic onslaught. My beloved, if the Lord tarries his coming and we live, we will continue looking at this prophetic uh, passage and other passages of the Bible in our next podcast episode. Our second coming quote for today is from Dr. Ern Dr. C.S. Lewis. He said, God will, that, that is Ern Doctorate, Dr. C.S. Lewis, God will invade, he said, but I wonder whether people who ask God to interfere openly and directly in our world quite realize what it will be like when he does. And only C.S. Lewis can say things like that. When that happens, it is the end of the world. <laughs> Very insightful man. 
when the author walks on to the stage, the play is over. Go ahead, C.S. Lewis. <laughs> yes, go right ahead. Uh, God is going to invade. All right. But what is the good of saying you are on his side then when you see the whole natural universe melting away like a dream and something else, something it never entered your head to conceive, comes crashing in. Something so beautiful to some of us and so terrible to others that none of us will have any choice left. For this time, it will be God without disguise. Something so overwhelming that it will strike either irresistible love or irresistible horror. Go ahead, Dr. C.S. Lewis. Into every creature, it will be too late then to choose your side. There is no use saying you choose to lie down when it has become impossible for you to stand up. That will not be the time for choosing. It will be the time when we discover which side we really have chosen. Go ahead, Dr. C.S. Lewis, whether we realized it before or not. Now today, this moment, is our chance to choose the right side May I add, while the blood is yet running warm in your veins and you have air in your lungs, God is holding back to give us that chance. It will not last forever. We must take it now or leave it forever. And I'm taking some liberty there. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for your holy word and we thank you for this time together we pray now Lord that your Holy Ghost and whatever else you do as you work on the hearts of people would speak to their hearts open their blinded eyes and stop their deaf ears and save their souls today in Jesus Christ's name I pray and forsake Amen. Now, dear friend, if you are not ready for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ, may I encourage you to get ready, get ready, get ready today by believing in him, Jesus Christ, as your Savior. And if you want to do that, first understand and accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's law. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have done evil in God's sight. We have broken, as I mentioned earlier, the Ten Commandments of God, and we have paid the price, even in this life. Lying, perjuring yourself in court, will not only get you in jail, but in hell, pardon me, lusting after people and things. There's a beautiful Hollywood actress right now crying in jail in England right now because she has been sentenced to eight years 
for molesting a little girl with her husband. He's been sentenced for 14 years, lusting their wicked hearts out in a perverted way. But they still have to meet their makeup. And we all do. Stealing, robbing them. Thousands of people in jail today for doing that, and they will go to hell if they don't repent and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and so will you. Dishonoring your parents, disobeying your parents, disrespecting your parents, dishonoring God by taking his name in vain. You may think you're getting away with the evil you're doing, but you're not. These are just five of the Ten Commandments we have all broken if we're of age. Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty, there is a punishment for sin, always. The Bible states in Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. We all die because of sin. We don't die because of cancer, we don't die because of even the coronavirus plague, we don't die because of a car crash. We die because of our sins, our foolishness, and our evil. And God wants you to know that if he will allow you to die because of your sins, he will allow you to go to hell to spend eternity in the torment. Uh, in the flames that shall never be quenched if you do not believe in his son Jesus Christ and repent of your sins and that leads me thoroughly to this you need to accept the fact that you are on the road to hell right now you need to get off of the yellow brick road. You need to get off of the fantasy road and the fake road that you're on and get on the narrow path by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. Otherwise, you will land in hell and you will suffer the torments of hell throughout eternity. God does not play. Jesus Christ does not play. Everything they have said will come to pass. Jesus Christ preached more on hell than anybody in the Bible because he knows how bad it is and he knows what he has done for you to save you from hell and he wants you to take advantage of that. Jesus Christ said in Matthew 10:28, and fear not them which kill the body but are not able to kill the soul but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Hell is a real place. Hell is a sad place. Hell is a bad place. Hell is a million times worse than jail and prison. Hell is bad news. But I have some good news for you. You don't have to go to hell. Jesus Christ is coming back. Get to know him now so that you'll be ready. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shalt be saved. Jesus Christ said in John 3.16, For God so loved the world 
that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. <coughs> Pardon me. Believe in him. It is as simple as that. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God. That is the gospel. That is the good news. Jesus Christ, who never sinned in word, thought, or deed, the Son of God, suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins and mine. Believe in him. Trust in him. And he will save you. He saved me, and if he can save me, he can save you. That's a fact. Romans 10, 9, and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou, you, shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven. I have to emphasize that because I grew up in church with a dad as a preacher, a mom as a preacher, and nobody told me that I was on my way to hell. Nobody. Not Deacon Stevens, not Bishop Grant, nobody. Not Geraldine, nobody. Not Eugene, nobody. None of my aunties, nobody. None of my uncles, nobody. My dear sweet grandmothers, Grandmother Tempe, nobody. Grandmother Gladys Beeman, they didn't know any better. They thought it was all about church. And I almost died and went to hell. And so that's why I make it clear to you. If you die without Jesus Christ, you're going to spend eternity in the burning hell. Now you can believe that or not. Your unbelief will not change the fact. You can joke about it all you want to. I did when I was lost and stupid and foolish in my behavior. Talking about I was going to drive the bus to hell and I was going to party in hell with my friends. Well, there's no slit malt liquor bull in hell. There's no uh, disco lights in hell. It's darkness and burning and torment forever and forever. That's how bad sin is. So don't go to hell. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and he will save your soul. If you're ready to make that decision, if you're ready to do that, and you're ready to believe in him, I am ready to lead you in what is called the sinner's prayer. Let's pray together. Repeat after me, phrase by phrase, and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I acknowledge that I am a sinner. And I admit that I have broken your Ten Commandments. 
repeatedly. And Lord, I will admit that I did not know how serious of a matter that is. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon me and forgive me of my sin and my foolishness. In your sight. Because of your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. As I now believe in him for my soul's salvation. I believe that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for my sins. Was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my wretched soul. From the hell that I deserve to the heaven that I don't deserve. As I believe that you suffered, you bled, and you died on the cross for my sins. Was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to truly repent of all of my sins and turn from my evil ways and my evil lifestyle and to follow you obediently into the new life. Lord Jesus, for I pray this in your name Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God, allow me to say to you congratulations on doing the most important thing in life and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9. I am the door, by me if any man enter in, he shall be saved, and shall go in and out, and find pasture. Dear friend, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, wherever you might be in the world, you might be in Moscow, you might be in Kiev, in the Ukraine, you might be in Israel, you might be in the Philippines. Hello to all of my friends in the Philippines, Dr. Edgar Nono, and the fine folk there. And uh, you may be in China, you may be in South Korea, North Korea, 
in Kenya or Nigeria wherever you might be believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and serve him before it is eternally too late please email us and let us know that you got saved at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know we have some free material that we want to send you if you have a prayer request please email that to us as well and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop keep looking up dear friend for your redemption draweth nigh let us join in the prayer of john the revelator even so come lord jesus god bless you and god keep you until we meet again if the lord should tarry his coming i'll be preaching tomorrow let's all stand for our closing prayer holy father god in heaven i praise you and i thank you for all that you did all that happened here tonight is only because of you and your leading and your guiding your direction and the power of your holy spirit and so holy father god help your people who are truly born again who may be few in number lord to keep looking up because their redemption draws nigh those who don't know your savior lord have your holy ghost to not give them rest until they come to know you as Savior before it is eternally too late. In Jesus Christ's name, we pray for his sake. Amen. Remember to pray without ceasing. Do not let your mind um, uh, stay empty. Pray. Don't have an idle mind. It is true. It may be old and trite. An idle mind is the devil's playground. Occupy until Jesus comes. Pray without ceasing. Read the Bible. Meditate on the Bible. Do what the Bible tells you to do. We're getting ready to go pass out some gospel tracts right now. Do something. In the words of Miles McPherson, do something for the Lord while you can. God bless you, my dear friends. Until next time. And uh, as we have said in the past, if I don't see you down here, I'll see you up there.